0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Bria Realtors. We're excited to have you listening today. As always, I'm your 2023 Bria president, David DiDomenicus, and joining me today is Brantford Brant, Chamber of Commerce CEO, David Prang, and President Paul Bassanti. Thanks for joining me, guys. Please say hello. Hi
1: there, Dave. It's great to be here. It's my first time on a podcast
2: in a long time. Hey, thanks for having us as well. Great, uh, Great to be here.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. Now, gentlemen, I hope you're ready to get real. Last month, we spoke about our committee chairs uh, getting involved in our local community and what it can do for your career. This month, I want to talk to you about business relationships, especially the importance of networking and putting yourself out there. David, I want to start with you. Um, Being involved with the chamber, what do you think Businesses and entrepreneurs can benefit from the most when it comes to networking specifically.
1: I think for, uh, particularly for realtors, um, it's an opportunity to expand beyond what your, uh, what one's normal uh, social circle might look like, uh, both uh, up and down in terms of age group uh, and around in terms of uh, really a holistic uh, sense of what's happening in the community. Um, the, I've been involved as a volunteer uh, or, or a attendee at chamber events uh, since I started my professional career. Uh, in Brantford after uh, after I returned uh, from post secondary education, and uh, that was really how I got involved in the chamber from the very beginning was was volunteering and first just going out and, and networking and uh, learning about what opportunities are available in the community and uh, and just meeting new people in a in a diverse group of uh, of business owners and uh, and employees and uh, and up and down the the age bracket. So I'm really happy that I've got lots of great friends that are uh, you know youthful oriented, and then I have a lot of great mentors that have been through. Through, um, been through business, been through the the life cycle of change, and uh, and have been a great mentors for me over the course of the last few years.
0: For sure, that's amazing, and I can personally attest to those networking opportunities through the chambers all those years ago, and that's still continuing on. Such a positive impact on my business personally. Um, you know, chamber after hours events that I attended, meet, meet met so many great people, and also serving as a director and. Um, You guys are still having those opportunities and uh, uh, is it weekly, monthly?
1: We have, uh, we did our, our annual calendar back yeah. in July and August, uh, you know, it works out to uh, almost an event a week, I think, without, uh, you know, between our uh, meetings and our activities. Uh, there's like two weeks in November where we don't have anything planned uh, at all. Uh, and then the rest of the year, uh, there's something happening either at the Chamber Office or out in the community. Uh, to, sort of to think about that in terms of like, we only really have four staff on the ground in Brantford and the amount of activity that's happening. I mean, our, our partners and our members are part of that uh, genesis and, and that energy as well and that they're bringing and delivering. They want people into their space. They want uh, to be out and about and networking and find those opportunities as well. But yeah, we, you mentioned business after hours. Uh, we'll have, uh, we generally have nine of them a year. We take the summer off um, and we'll sort of uh, returning to that, but actually returning to their starting some summer events uh, this summer with uh, some opportunities in July which we haven't really uh, tapped into before, but uh, there's that built up energy I think, which uh, we see with uh, with our business after hours and it's being increasingly popular and, and having some unique uh, unique venues to go to as well.
0: Amazing. Thanks. And Paul, what about you? How has your own work been impacted by the connections made through networking?
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks, David. The uh, networking is so, so important. I think uh, a lot of realtors and a lot of your listeners can probably relate to the, the notion of getting in that daily mindset of just getting your work done. And if you focus 100% of your time and energy on just the production stuff that you do day to day and you don't get out there and network, uh, you don't have the opportunity to grow as much. And and what I mean by that is it, we, we try and foster this attitude of being innovators and entrepreneurs. And the more you connect with other people in your business community and in, in broader communities, uh, the more you get a sense of, the, the problems they're facing in their business objectives or in their personal lives for realtors, you know, it's important to network with, with people trying to sell something. The more you can connect with people, the more you can understand how you can help solve their problem. And that's where innovation happens. When when that unique intersection of uh, meeting someone who has a unique problem matches your skill set, you could, you could plug into that and be like, I, I actually know a way to... To figure this out and that's where real value and real entrepreneurship and innovation happens and uh for me personally uh the 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 growth i've seen in in the real estate development that i do in, in my private sector role only happened because i was able to network outside of the the standard confines of of what a, a general contractor typically does and we've been able to to meet landowners and clients and partners that have a unique demand for services. And that's created a whole sector of business growth for us that five years ago we wouldn't have even contemplated entering into. So uh, to to everyone listening, I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of networking and getting around other creative thinking individuals to help yourself grow and spurn your own innovation.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Paul. And just so our listeners know, do you mind telling them who you work for and what you do? Uh, we know you're the chamber president, of course, for yeah. uh, the last two years, but let our listeners know what, uh, what you do and, and
2: yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the manager of development at Lanka Contracting Limited. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners in town will recognize that name. Uh, Absolutely. I've, I've been with Lanka since 2014, just, just past my nine year mark. And, uh, while there, we've created this uh, this new model of of developing land where we can we can basically come in and, and, and do everything a to z. Uh, it, it's not just a typical general contractor or design build shop. We we fulfill the entire services of, of land entitlements and real estate valuations. Uh, we create condominium corporations. We can even manage through a uh, licensed realtor the the sales of, of our condominiums as well. And, uh, it's, it's just this really, uh, really cool growth that we've seen in our business, uh, over the past nine, 10 years.
0: For sure. And I mean, similar to realtors, the signs of your success are all around the city, right? So uh, (laughs) it's pretty cool. And now adding on that guys, I think sometimes people can think of networking almost as a chore. People forget network networking is just about making connections. It can also be about advocating for yourself and your community. But as we know from experience, it can often lead to deeper relationships with those within our industries and even more so outside of them. One thing we care about deeply at BRIA is working with the government and our local political leaders. We have strong relationships with our representatives at the municipal, provincial and federal levels. And these connections would not be possible without the networking and relationship building of our board and its members. I want to commend the Chamber for doing the same as well. What do you find most important in fostering those relationships when working with the government and even just business in general? How can we keep those relationships open after a simple networking event?
2: That's a that's a great question, David. Uh, I just just this week I've had a, a few calls that that come to mind. Uh, I think what's tempting when you're facing a, a problem that requires some sort of political advocacy, either with the municipality or the province or even the federal government or maybe some third party agency, uh, it's it's tempting to approach the situation in 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 a conflict orientation where you're just trying to get what you want. And I had a really good conversation with someone this week where uh, by being able to appreciate the insights of the challenges they face in a situation you can come a little more open-minded to understanding that that every relationship business or otherwise is a two-way street and uh, you can't go into it unilaterally thinking that you're just going to get what you want out of the situation you have to understand uh, what the pressure points are across the table from you and work with those to see how your approach to the situation can help resolve some of the pain that other party is feeling and then and then that's where real relationships happen. Is is it it's something where you're you're both giving and taking, and you're both trying to work together to improve an overall process. And that relationship, that type of networking, has uh, the legs to last a, a longer term. And and what Bria is doing, and what the chamber are doing, advocating with our, our provincial members of parliament, our federal members of parliament, our local elected uh, officials. Uh, it's understanding what they deal with and having contextual advocacy that is it's not just demanding a solution but it's working within the 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 framework that they they work with as well so uh, i'm I'm sure your listeners can can appreciate that
0: yeah that's a great point i I love those points you made how it's more about not just coming at them with necessarily the ask 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 but hey how can we solve this problem together And it it ties in nicely with what you were talking about earlier, the innovation, right? Through building those relationships, it's a natural kind of product, right? Uh, Byproduct, if you will. Um, And same with networking, right? When we talk about networking, it's really about creating those relationships. And then in that context, the business that comes out of those relationships is kind of a natural byproduct, if you will,
1: right? Absolutely. What I, what I found sort of sort of extend on Paul's point uh, is that oftentimes uh, what what I found with networking or, and, and connecting, um, especially between municipal, provincial, and, and federal levels, um, oftentimes we can align with multiple different partners uh, for the same uh, same ask, same product, same issue. Uh, you know, housing right now is a significant issue you know given that the topic of this podcast right but uh you know aligning with with some of our partners with the you know aging with poverty with mental health with the the, the realtor, uh, the business and industry, uh, with chamber, uh, the chamber need for our employers to have housing that that's affordable for their employees. Um, all of these things are very much aligned toward in, in the need for uh, more capacity within that space, more interesting innovative solutions as we talked about, um, and being able to even just recently on Wednesday, um, By being at an event, a non-chamber event, but out in the community, you know, representing the chamber was able to, you know, had a problem uh, But you know, as we went through the the event and had the discussion, hey, there's a way of solving it that we hadn't thought about before. And uh, just having those, that spark and that uh, ingenuity to, to look at a different way of uh, doing something um, just through having our, our cool network. So yeah, it's really, uh, it's really exciting.
2: Yeah, there's no uh, there's no single issue that isn't affected by other issues. Like, let's look at housing as an example. And 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 Dave, you were you were sort of getting at this. Housing isn't just a function of what someone selling a home wants to stick a a, a price tag on. It's it's a function of supply and demand. It's a function of how many. Uh, immigrants are coming into ontario over the next five years it's a function of interest rates it's a function of social dynamics it's a function of municipal planning there are uh there are so many interwoven issues on any given advocacy point that you're trying to make or any uh conflict you're trying to resolve through uh you know network creation or advocacy or anything like that and so you need to be able to approach that understanding that it, your issue isn't the only issue at the table and there needs to be a deep appreciation for how interwoven this, this network of social and economic drivers is. And, and that's one thing I would, I would point to in my time with the chamber that I've grown to appreciate more is that uh, there's, there's no single way to solve any given problem because it, it's so connected to so many different dynamics in the community.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. And it's it's so important. We've we've seen that firsthand here. And I know, Paul, you're dealing mainly um, you deal a lot in the industry. You guys do residential as well. But I want to speak to you more about that industrial uh, component of things. Is it similar to residential where you're we're out of town interest developers? Uh, companies, users, is kind of driving that market here in Brantford too, based on, let's say our affordability compared to the GTA and other neighbors.
2: It 100% is. And uh, so if if your listeners are primarily realtors who are, are trying to, to grow from your podcast, which is, is a great, yes. great base. Um, the industrial mechanics of real estate are very, very similar to what's happening in residential. You have this, uh, you have this uh, hotspot of valuation of land prices in Toronto and, and in the GTA surrounding there. Uh, and and tied to that is not only just the valuation of the land, but the municipal development charges as well. So those two factors combine together to increase the, the price per square foot of industrial space, uh, in, in sort of a, an outward flowing uh, shedding of, of valuation as, as we come this way. And if you look at the uh, land value of industrial and employment lands in Brantford over the past five years, it has skyrocketed. Uh, we we know of land that we've transacted on over the past five years that went from uh, 90,000 an acre to 190 to 250 to, and. Uh, it's, it's scraping at the $900,000 per acre mark now, and that is a function of just the, uh, the saturation of the industrial market in the GTA moving outwards, and there's pressure outwards to continue uh, specifically in logistics and warehousing uh, and, and last mile warehousing uh, those are big sectors that are just exploding outward and we're seeing that that pressure, Toronto centric pressure coming out to our neck of the woods as well.
0: Fantastic. I hope our commercial uh, members in our association will appreciate this discussion because I know I certainly do. And sometimes our commercial guys do feel left out uh, in, in our industry, so it's it's cool that we're having this discussion. But now back to the volunteering part with the chamber, Paul. something that's been a common theme on our podcast is speaking about getting involved. You spoke earlier about how being involved has impacted your business, but let me ask you what specifically drew you to get involved with the chamber?
2: Uh, Honestly, I was tapped on the shoulder uh, to see if I'd be interested in it. Um, And uh, I, I went to a meeting and decided that, yeah, this is, this is something I could see myself doing. Uh, I didn't initially think that I would go into the role of president. That was a little foreign to me. Uh, and uh, it, it didn't quite line up with you know, what I was trying to do. And, and earlier, I, I said you could get in that, that mindset of just getting your production work done. And so uh, at one point, uh, the, the former CEO, Charlene Nicholson, asked me what I thought about succession planning and going into the, into the plan to, to be the chair and uh my my initial response was oh no you know that's not for me Uh, but then the more i thought about it the more i realized that um, my uh, my table has had bread on it for the past 12 years Um, my kids have had clothes on their back uh, and it's all because of the economy of brantford the the local economy here has paid my salary has put Food in my kids' stomachs. Um, and it really struck me that there's an opportunity to do something uh, to help support the growth of that economy. Uh, this has been one of the most professionally rewarding experiences of my career. Uh, it has not been a small time commitment, I will say that. Uh, but I realized uh, when I got in there, when I looked at some of the past presidents, who have been very successful in the role, I noticed that they got out of the role what they put into it. And if I'm gonna volunteer my time to something, I want it to be uh, something that's going to be impactful and meaningful uh, and I'm not just there to punch a clock. I'm, I'm giving up some of my valuable time to do this and so if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna try and do it to the best of my abilities the same way I would treat any any client file uh, or or anything like that. And uh, the rewards have been there. This has been extremely satisfying. Uh, the relationships we've got with Berea, the relationships we've got with our local officials, my personal appreciation for the the pulse of, of what happens in the city and county and region uh, is is multiplied tenfold from before I joined the chamber as a volunteer.
0: Amazing. That's uh, so cool to hear your your journey and some great, great points there, Paul. Thank you. David, I want to know from you: Is there a common theme you see among your chamber members when it comes to networking? Why do you think some people are afraid to put themselves out there?
1: My experience is that uh, there, there is yeah, there's a common theme in that we have some core uh, chamber supporters, volunteers, members, uh, some usually some combination of all three of those that are uh, you know come to every event they possibly can uh, throughout there their experience, they really enjoy being out and being social. Uh, and there's some that, you know, target their favorite events that they go to, like our business after hours, we've got a core group and many chambers are like this as well. I, I know from my colleagues across the province and across the country, uh, we have a, where it's a group of 10, 20, 30, 40, or 50. Uh, you can always count on, on that core group, uh, to be there and to participate. Uh, then with our larger, more signature, uh, events that are, you know, might have a higher entry point or, or maybe be a, of a certain topic. Uh, there's, that's a little bit more specialized, but, um, it's really cool to see, and we've seen this coming out of um, coming out of the last couple of years. Uh, more new, more uh, and, uh, and more different faces, I guess, coming out uh, to participate as well. So it's our last event uh, with the MP MPP breakfast at uh, the first of March. Um, it was the largest, uh, you know, most diverse uh, set of new faces and new voices that that attended that event, which was really neat to see. Um, yeah so i mean really excited i think people are afraid to put themselves out there uh and and i don't know that's afraid but it's just it's now we're we've had like three years now of of being uh of being not being able to get out there so there's a uh flourishing of being excited to be participating and being out in the community and there's still that nervousness especially with uh, as you know the digital experience has has come up with uh, with younger people um, is finding that voice what do you say what do you do how do you act how do you hold your wine glass that kind of stuff uh, but I think you know the only way of overcoming that is to get out and try it and do it and you bring a friend bring a colleague um, and, and or, or even you know contact the chamber in advance and say hey I'm interested in coming out but I'm not sure what that experience is going to be like have five minutes for a coffee or something like that and and chamber staff would love to be uh love to to experiment and and talk with uh with prospective uh, new members
0: awesome thanks so much dave unfortunately we're running out of time i could talk to you guys all day it's been it's been a it's been a blast and i just want to encourage our membership that's listening you know what check out the chamber you won't regret it they're a great organization there's tons of networking opportunities business development Reach out to David praying anytime. And as always, the podcast will be available to our members in the greater com- community every month. Let us know if you have a specific topic you want us to cover or a gre- guest you want us to feature. And don't forget to head over to www.brea.com forward slash podcast and let us know what you think. We'll see you guys next month. Thanks for listening.